Happy Friday, Junior, everybody. <laughs> uh, this week has really flown by. Like, I, I didn't expect it to be uh, almost Friday already. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, it's a good thing. But, you know, time time waits for no one, the old proverb says. So, uh, a little bit of personal stuff. Uh, I'm excited for this weekend because a certain uh, cartoon called The Legend of Korra is coming on on Netflix. Uh, it's basically the... Uh, continuation of Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, uh, for those who've watched it know all about that show. Uh, basically, Avatar Last Airbender is basically uh, protagonist Aang has to save the world from the Fire Nation. You know, Fire Nation are the antagonists. Uh, I don't, I'm not about to explain everything, you know, you can just Google it. But uh, yeah, Legend of Korra comes out this weekend. I'm excited for that. Uh, I watched the first two seasons back when I was a kid. And, you know, back when Nickelodeon had the weird times when it came on, so I never could really finish up and, you know, finish up the whole series. So I'm excited to see uh, what happened the rest of the way. And it's a very, uh, it's like very short, like 20 minutes every episode, like 13 episodes. So I'm fairly confident I'll probably binge watch it all this weekend. Uh, so let's get on to some sports. Uh, yesterday I watched, was able to watch Hard Knocks. You know, uh, with the Chargers uh, and the Rams, they did a collaboration. So um, it was very interesting seeing (laughs) everyone's adapting to this new normal so far for, uh, according to football, you know, the players, seeing the players get tested. And it's funny (laughs) seeing that uh, men who basically put their bodies on the line were kind of iffy on getting tested. That was kind of funny to see. And, you know, uh, the precautions that everyone was, was taking, you know, with Char- uh, Chargers coach Anthony Lynch having had contracted the virus and then saying how he was able to know he got the virus from watching a golf tournament and saying how a golfer was feeling like he was feeling, you know, fatigue, uh, short breaths, everything. So he said if it wasn't for watching sports that uh, he probably wouldn't have known he had had coronavirus and possibly could have died. So... Never say sports aren't good for anything because it could just possibly save your life in that instance. So it was interesting, you know, uh, and Sean McVay basically saying uh, he has to do better, you know, with enforcing the masks and the rules and everything. Uh, You know, a lot of the players are on the field wearing masks. Uh, Some of them aren't wearing masks. But you got to think most of the players were quarantined themselves, uh, according to most of them that were uh, speaking. Uh, you had an instance where <laughs> Jalen Ramsey got a little bit upset at reporters that kept asking him about his contract situation. And he basically was adamant saying, I can only control what I can on the field. I'm leaving that with my agent. And I just like for y'all to respect that, which I can understand because it can get annoying sometimes with people repeating the same question and you giving them an answer, but it's not the answer that they want. So it's, it's a problem with not only sports, but problem with society. Like, you, you give an answer and they don't appreciate it and it's all up in arms just because uh, you had a different answer than what somebody wanted. But, yeah, it was a good, it was a good, first, uh, a good first episode, really, you know, seeing how they, the NFL and how different teams are adjusting to coronavirus. Like Anthony Lynch said, we're dealing with um, two opponents, the opponent we face weekly and the coronavirus. I thought that was a very, a very good, good uh, sum up of what 
not only football is dealing with, but what basically the entire nation is dealing with. But I think the NFL so far and these teams are doing a good job uh, of protecting their players and trying to protect the facilities and everything. And excuse me, I kept saying Anthony Lynch, it's Anthony Lance, so forgive me on that for uh, mispronouncing his last name. But um, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, players adjust to not doing the things that they're used to. You know, uh, Drew Brees mentioned a couple of weeks ago that uh, he, his signature licking his lips before he goes on the field or whenever, before he, like, huddles. And he said, I have to unlearn that habit because of the coronavirus situation. So I said, yeah, it's like it's little little instincts that been programmed for years that are hard to break. Like something as simple as licking your lips, you know, touching your face and everything. You have to make sure that you're not doing that. But it's in our subconscious so much that we forget that we're even doing it. <laughs> so it so it's that's what's the scary thing about this virus is that it can attack you with something you thought was just so subtle and didn't affect anybody. But uh, I said yesterday that I was going to talk a little bit about the NFL, you know, uh, my projections and the storyline. So uh, I'll talk a few about the NFC South. So as we all know, the NFC South is loaded basically with a bunch of offensive power. You know, um, Drew Brees came back for a two-year extension. You know, Alvin Kamara, who says he is now 100% after playing just 75%. Last season, he says he's as healthy as he was his rookie year. That was exciting to hear as a Saints fan. Uh, he had reigning offensive player of the year, Michael Thomas, planning to have another big year as well, the acquirement of Emmanuel Sanders. And then we had uh, Jared Cook, who was heating up late in the season with Drew Brees. You know, uh, we have a new, a good, decent offensive line with Cesar Ruiz getting drafted. You know, Zach Bond came in for defensive. And I have Demario Davis. So it's a it's a lot of uh, we basically have one of the better teams the Saints have had in a long time. You know, so I'm very excited to watch that play. You know, up in Tampa Bay, everyone knows that Tom Brady's now the quarterback there, and they have offensive weapons such as uh, his old buddy and the old Patriots uniform, uh, Gronkowski, Gronk, you know, have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. So I'm I'm not entirely sold on the Tampa Bay hype, mostly because, you know, I'm a Saints fan, but also I don't know if the line is as good as Brady thinks it was on the Patriots. You know, the Tampa Bay line was one of the worst in the league. And I don't know if they were able to just fix that at just a snap of the hat. So I hope he's, like, prepared for getting hit a lot more, maybe getting sacked a lot more because it doesn't <laughs> – as Florida State fans, it's, it's been almost a decade and we still have a terrible line. So a line is something that you shouldn't take for granted and can sometimes take years to build to where a quarterback can be comfortable in the pocket. Because we, as we know, Tom Brady's now a running quarterback. He's a pocket passer. So it'll be interesting to see that. Falcons-wise, uh, you know, on the defensive side, uh, nothing really different except they got A.J. Terrell from Clemson. With, uh, I wonder who else they drafted. I think they drafted a lineman as well. 
But with the Falcons, uh, they got Matt Ryan still. They acquired Todd Gurley from the Rams. You know, still got Julio Jones, the top two wide receiver in the league. So, you know, they, they, they have their weapons, but they've kind of been an underachieving franchise for a little while. You know, like last season went 7-9, and nine, the year before that, underachieved. Uh, it, it's just that they have the weapons per se, but they never can win the games. And then the games they win, it's either you never expected them to win or they finally picked it all together, but then it doesn't matter. The season's already over. And then with the Panthers, they just been night and day. You know, one season they look like a great playoff team, and then the next season they're, they're terrible. So uh, they gave Christian McCafferty a deal, a great deal. <clears throat> Earlier this summer, uh, they acquired Teddy Bridgewater from uh, the Saints as well because of his showing the five games that Drew Brees was out, went 5-0 and and had uh, a decent amount of stats for the the uh, five weeks that we didn't have Drew. But uh, I don't know how the Panthers will fare because, you know, even though I like Teddy Bridgewater, I think he was a, a great quarterback for us. He overseeded expectations when he uh, had to get the start the five weeks that we didn't have Breeze. So I'm I'm rooting for him to be successful, but I don't know how successful he'll be, especially with the offense that style that Matt Rule and Joe Brady implement. And that'll be an interesting uh, thing as well, how Rule and Brady will play call. Because, you know, Matt Rule comes from Baylor. They both run the spread, but we know Baylor is just a different type of spread than LSU when Joe Brady was there. Joe Brady ran mostly, uh, they were they kept saying he runs Saints plays because he was a office assistant for the Saints the year before he became offensive assistant for LSU. So it'll be it'll be uh interesting. He he's one of my favorite offensive minds in the league. You can tell there's a little bit of Sean Payton in him, uh when it's with his play style. And honestly, like I said before, I'm all for whenever Sean Payton retires that we find a way to get Joe Brady as a coach. Cause if he was able to if he only called about what, thirty five percent they said of the plays as an offensive assistant and they were able to turn LSU around, I think that if we got Joe Brady, we wouldn't miss a beat, honestly. But the future will tell, you know. It may have just been a starter up for him to be on the Saints to be a head coach somewhere else or be a head coach in college. Uh, we never know what the future holds. That's just my personal plan. So, yeah, the NFC South is loaded. So being a corner in the NFC South will not be easy. It will not be easy. You have so many good receivers and so many different uh, dogs you're dealing with every single day. But I'm confident in uh, my boy Marshawn Lattimore, who's been one of the better cornerbacks in the league since his rookie year. And he's already become a household name in just four years in the league. You know, he's already mentioned with uh, top five. Uh, to me, he's top six-ish, maybe. Uh, but uh, he's he basically reinvented the Saints defense. So that was exciting to see. Finally, after years of having a bad defense, our defense is now regarded as one of the best in the league in just a four-year turnaround. So I think that's what helped as well. So it'll be great to see uh, these NFC South teams come and see what they're about and see if they can live up to the hype. I still have my Saints uh, going as number one in the NFC South, you know, doing the uh, four-peat, <laughs> as, as they will say, since we've won it the last three years. 
because I just think that, uh, you know, I still think that we haven't really missed a beat. I think we've honestly got better with the names on the list that we have now. I think we honestly got better. I think we're stacking the team up to at least give us a chance to get Drew that beloved second ring that he deserves, really, because he's played his heart out for the franchise. And I just think it's time for him to get that, to earn that second ring. But hopefully we will. Hopefully uh, <laughs> no playoff curse or shenanigans will hit us again. Fingers crossed on that. But, yeah, that's my take on the AFC South. So uh, what I plan to do is talk about every conference the next few uh, days. You know, I just I talked a lot about the AFC South. I'll go quicker with the other conferences because, you know, I'm more concerned about the AFC South than I am most other ones because that's where my team is at. So the other was I'll, I'll not be as long explaining the situations and everything and deals and all that. But I just wanted to give an in-depth look on the, you know, the thing that impacted my team the most. I call it fan bias, if you may. So uh, I think that's all I got for y'all today because, you know, the rest of these NBA games are basically just uh, gearing up for next week in the playoffs. Uh, Portland, Dallas, and Memphis have important games. You know, there are all these scenarios since Portland is now the eighth seed and Memphis is the ninth seed and Phoenix is the tenth and Sun and uh, Spurs are the eleventh. So let's not forget the Spurs either. So uh, it, it's going to be an interesting day. You know, it will be a crying shame if the Suns go undefeated and still don't have a chance to at least play in the playing game. So I think that I would like Memphis to lose, Phoenix to win, move them up to the nine, and then it will be, a, in my opinion, more entertaining Portland versus the Suns game. You know, that that's just my opinion. And also, I think Devin Booker has earned his due as the uh, bubble MVP, should we say. I don't know if that's actually for real or they were just joking, but if there is one, he's in my book as the bubble MVP. You know, no disrespect towards Damian Lillard at all, but the way that Booker has been able to basically work with the pieces around him and get them to play better and him being as efficient as he is, as dominant as he is, I'm excited to see uh, that playing game if it comes down to Portland and the Suns. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see after the day what, what happens. But uh hope you all have a great Thursday. I'll be back on Friday to explain some stuff more about the my takes on the NFL, you know, and if something else breaks. Oh, uh, last last thing before I forget, George Kittle signed the uh, five-year, $75 million extension. Well-deserved because, uh, in my opinion, uh, he's the, he is the best tight end in the league. You know, even Gronkowski said he reminds him of himself when uh, he was younger. You know, he could do everything, run, pass, block, catch the ball, have the record for uh, the total yardage for a tight end. So that is well-deserved. And congratulations congratulations to uh, Mr. George Kittle. Big fan of yours, even though you're a 49er, but, you know, he's a, he's a great tight end and one of the most hardworking tight ends in the league. So... I'll see you all on Friday. Hope you all have a great Thursday and be safe out there. Peace.